Welcome. Y saludos amigos. A nuestra presentación Revenge of the Pod. I am your host Luigi and this is my co-host Jason. What's up everybody? Glad to have you back for a very special episode. And yes. uh, yeah. Oh, not to forget we are presented by the Room 303 network. Uh just wanted to make sure I threw that plug in. But yes, we have a very special episode. I'm sorry to cut you off there, Jason. I did not want to forget our dues. Uh, tell them what we got for what we got for this week, Jason. Glad to be back. Yeah, man, we're uh, we're we're into that uh, award season ceremony slash. So we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Just kind of you know all the stuff that we talked about this last year. What won? Who won? What? And uh, pretty pretty happy with the results. I would say uh, for the most part, right? I would say. The ones that really deserved some honors got what got what they deserved. I think which we'll get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some that we'll, we'll talk about. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Let's get straight into it. How you been, man? I know that we haven't uh, we haven't talked to our our tens and tens, our ones and ones more so of listeners. So, Jason, how you been? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, some. Well, uh, do, doing dry January, um, so no no alcohol this month. Trying to, I got two weddings this uh, this year. Uh, shout out Shay, shout out uh, Jamie's brother Travis. Um, they're both getting married. Uh, Brooke and Berlin. There's you know they're brides to be. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm not trying to buy a new suit, man, or trying to rent a suit. I'm trying to fit back into my old suit. So I uh, also started running this year. <laughs> Uh, see if I can fit in that thing again. Hopefully, I, I got three months. Uh, uh, actually, on your birthday, uh, one of the, it was the days of one of the weddings. Um, so I have three months to do that. And uh, man, you know, a, a holiday just passed for me. I not so much for you, but you know, it was it's like Christmas came twice this year for me, dog. It's just you know, after Christmas, you, you just just like an old fashioned the Cowboys losing in the playoffs, bro. Um, I know you're. I know I'm sad for you. I, I really am. And um, but I'm I'm, I'm happy, happy to see it uh, just from other fans that I know. You know what I mean? Um, but it was definitely tough, tough, and um, kind of upset that they're not gonna fire McCarthy. Man, were you surprised about that? No, no. no. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, w- w- what about you, man? Besides, uh, you know, uh, some some pain this past couple of weeks. Uh, what what about you? What you been up to? I know there's some good stuff, right? Uh, yeah. So I've, gosh, I've had a few visits with some family. It was nice to see a family member that I got to meet actually during the break. Got to see them again. We had a Harry Potter trivia game that we played. We went over to their house, watched some games, played Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit. You know, those people know they're Harry Potter. Was I, it hard? Was it what? Was it hard? Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. It Ask was me a very, question that you think hard. I might know. Like, Give me a medium question, like one that would like you got, but I might not be able to get. I can't remember them off the top of my head. It was, it's been a minute. Uh, but I'll tell you this. There were some questions like specifically from the books as well. And then it would be very detailed on like who did what in this scene in the movies. So it was very, it was very detailed and they have one for the MCU. I kind of want to do another trivia night with them. And cause they said they're down. They said they'll do Marvel trivia. I was like, all right, I, I could do some MCU trivia. I know I could do some MCU trivia. I don't know it all, but I, I'm fairly good at it. So now, would that just be MCU, like the well, MCU, the cinematic universe? Okay, never mind. 
Don't question. Yeah, don't comics, question. That's so much. That's so much. I mean, maybe uh, 303 podcast member Jermaine could probably hold his own on that one. But yeah. I've I've had comic trivia ones, and there's just so so much depth and so many characters for you for me to even be close to knowing. So yeah, I, I want to try the MCU one because I've I've seen and rewatched the MCU movies. Uh, multiple times i want to do a whole rewatch again to kind of brush myself up a bit but yeah that's that's my next one (laughs) (laughs) nah man that's that's prepping for the game that's more than my fucking cowboys did so that's prepping for the game (laughs) trying to be be ready (laughs) um yeah and then i went to this past weekend i went to austin Got to go to a couple of really good restaurants. Shout out to Bacalar on Rainy Street, or not, I don't know if it's on Rainy or around the Rainy area. Upscale Mexican cuisine, very good, highly recommend. And then uh, Aaron Franklin of Franklin Barbecue and the chef from Uchi, which is a pretty popular spot in Austin for sushi, did a fusion Japanese American barbecue spot over there. So I mentioned that I went to Tokyo Cowboy here in San Antonio, which is the same style. This is a more affordable version in a bar. So it's very, it it was a good experience. I would highly recommend it. The food was outstanding, outstanding. So highly recommend that. Uh, got to be got to see a pretty cool uh, view from the hotel in Austin. The skyline there is getting ridiculous. Uh, so it was a pretty good time. That's a couple of things that I've been up to. Uh, but let's let's uh, let's get into a couple of other things, Jason. What else is going on with you, man? Um, well, kind of before like news that I I kind of want to talk about. Uh, I totally forgot. Uh, we uh, are setting up uh, a new vanity in our bathroom, uh, which is a uh, quite a big project in itself. Um, we had like some water leakage that created some mold in the old vanity and it got into the wood. So we decided to replace it um, just to be safe. We wanted to make sure it didn't get into the drywall. So we cut up a piece of the drywall and replaced that had to paint when we cut out the vanity, there was no tile because the new vanity that we got has legs. So you can see underneath it now. So we had to put new tile on that. So kind of just YouTube a lot and uh, a shout out to um, Jamie's mother's boyfriend, Jim, who was out and kind of just showed us, a lot of the stuff and uh yeah jamie and i kind of just been working on that dude uh shout out jamie man she's been grinding bro uh both of us so uh it's, it's kind of fun doing it by yourself but also like i see i see why people hire people because i don't know if i could do this all the time you know what i mean but uh it, it feels very cool it, it feels like you uh, very accomplished i guess you know what i mean so oh yeah no i, I know exactly well, you know about that <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks nice. Uh, it, it kind of created like a, like, like Jamie kind of noticed like, well, the other bathroom. Now that I look at it, it's not as nice. So now, like, she kind of just sees stuff in the house now that I'm like, I kind of want to replace all that. It's like we can do it, you know. But uh, it is what it is, you know. It's just so like, oh, open up a can of worms, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, just uh, some stuff that's uh, coming out. Um, I know some stuff already kind of been announced, but I still want to talk about it anyways because I thought it was really interesting. Um, did you ever see the movie Saltburn yet? I've not seen it yet. Uh, okay. I want to. That it looks pretty intense. The, Very the main character, you know, Kia, 
Keo Keon? Barry Keon, Barry Keon, right? Yeah, yeah, Barry. Ke- yeah, obsessive. I can never pronounce his last name. Yeah, he looks obsessive. Looks a little crazy. Honestly, <laughs> in that yeah. movie. Yeah, well, I did. I did end up watching it, um, <clears throat> which I'll talk about it later. Um, but uh, Jacob Elordi, he's one of the characters in that film, and he he plays Felix in Saltburn. He is set to replace uh, Andrew Garfield in the uh, Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein as uh, Frankenstein. Um, it's going to be a new horror film. Um, but the reason I want to bring this up is because uh, the reason why Andrew Garfield is pulling out is because there's rumors. Again, from fans, not from me, uh, that people think that the reason why he's pulling out is because it's going to interfere with uh, maybe uh, the Amazing Spider-Man coming back. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3 or just kind of going into Sony World. I don't know. Those are only rumors from fans, but it kind of makes sense. But he's not announcing why he's pulling out. Scheduling issues. If it is scheduling issues, there's probably a movie that he can't talk about. And if, you know, with the success of, of No Way Home... It's just, you know, why, why not, right? Bring, bring him back. Everyone loves Andrew Garfield. They didn't realize, like, oh, shoot, he was popular. People want to see this, and we'll spend money for this. So let's do this. Green light, you know? It's all about money. He and Willem Dafoe yeah. were, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tom Holland was was up there. But he and Willem Dafoe were, like, scene stealers in every scene they were in. Oh, every scene they were in, I couldn't take my eyes off of them. So, yeah, I, I could see them doing that. And you know what it would do? It would be a great introduction to Miles Morales in the live-action world because then they could own the entirety of it and not have to share with the MCU, which I would hate. But in terms of Sony trying to do a business plan where they don't have to rely on Marvel so much, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, and that kind of, I don't know, man. Like um, some of the, I mean, Marvel movies, I mean, I haven't been watching much of the Marvel shows and stuff. Uh, I feel like I need to catch up. I'm kind of far behind. I still haven't watched What If. I haven't finished uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, there's some other stuff that I haven't seen yet that, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of far behind. And I kind of I don't really care to, I guess. It, okay. You know, okay. You know what I mean? Um, like, if people tell me, it's like, what happened? Like, hey, this is what you missed. This is what you want to see. I'm like, all right, cool. But I'm like, if someone's like, hey, this is good. You need to watch it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll need to watch it. Um <clears throat> Another one that I'm excited for, um, I love this movie. Uh, I can't say when I was a kid, uh, but definitely when I was younger. <laughs> I think I was already out of high school, but uh, I think I was like a teen. Still. I think I was 19, 18. I can't remember. Uh, but How Did You Train Your Dragon, uh, DreamWorks uh, animated film, came out back in 2009, 2008. I, all I remember is watch, going to the midnight show, watching it with, um, I think it was Eric and Jermaine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I remember we got Ices and stuff. And it was out in Cinemark. <clears throat> we, were, we were working for uh, premier cinemas at the time. And uh, when people would come into our movie theater, they would give us free cinema passes and we would, we would snag those and give them free tickets to our theater, but we keep those so we can go watch free movies at Cinemark because we were, you know, different companies. Right. Um, uh-huh. So, <laughs> so I remember watching free movie there and uh, how to train your dragon. Love that film. Anyways, the reason why I'm talking about how to train your dragon is they're doing a live action. And Gerard Butler played the father in that role, and he's going to reprise his role, which I'm excited for because I thought he was amazing in the animated version. Well, at least the, the voice acting was awesome. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. And the, the, he's a big Viking, so I want to see, like, if he's going to bulk up and stuff or just – I mean, Gerard Butler, did, we know him in 300 too. Like, he, he can do it. You know what I mean? He can be that guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for that one. 
I can't wait to see what they make Toothless look like. So I never saw it, and I didn't know much about it until Katya was born. Then we watched all three because she loved them for a little while. Um, they are very well-made films. They're very well-made animated features for kids. They have a good storyline. DreamWorks has always, in my opinion, has always put story first over everything, which I think Disney could take a page out of that book. But I do like Shrek. You got Kung Fu Panda. Um, some other ones. Right? Got, yeah, I mean, you've got Shrek. You've got Kung Fu Panda. This one is a DreamWorks uh, piece, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Right. We've also got uh, the Trolls. That oh, not Trolls. Uh, yeah, that Troll Show on Netflix. It was actually a very good story. I watched oh, the Troll movie, the, the singing one. No, no. Well, that one. No, that's Universal. No, it's oh. like a tr something hunter, like troll hunter or something like that on uh, Netflix. Really good storylines. It was shockingly good. Another one that I was surprised with where I was like, here it is, DreamWorks. And what's funny is, and I, I forgive me that I don't remember his name, but the guy who started DreamWorks actually initially worked for Disney. And the reason he oh. left Disney, I think it's Jeffrey Katzenberg. Anyway, he he oh, left yeah. Disney. Yeah, he left Disney because they did not want to. Uh, they did not want to give him a a promotion to head of head of the studios. And I, and I remember this because I think it was uh, at the time the guy who didn't want to give it to him was running Disney into the ground with remakes. So I find it interesting that DreamWorks to this day still does a really good job of keeping these stories i mean they've got boss baby that was as as much as we may not love all of these movies boss baby was well made the crudes was hilarious if you haven't seen ruby gilman teenage kraken that was a great movie recently okay. they did uh, the bad guys they that's a, an adaptation but it was well done puss in boots the Ooh. last witch what was so Beast? sea beast ah that might be dreamworks it looks like dreamworks so that I might I, that might be DreamWorks, and I think Trolls is Universal, but I think DreamWorks made it with Universal, so that would be another one. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Madagascar, Rise of the Guardians. Now I'm looking at them. We've got Turbo. Uh, oh, I like Turbo. Turbo was pretty cool. I think this it was pretty underrated. Megamind was a pretty good movie. It was a well-made movie as well. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I did like the yeah, Flushed Away is like a big, uh, has a big cult following. I saw a B-movie. I thought that was kind of weird. But, you know, at least they're taking swings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, off the DreamWorks thing. Off the DreamWorks <laughs> thing. Point is, they're going live action with it. <laughs> they're going live action without a train new dragon. Oh, Lord. Oh, Go on. Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah, I'm excited for that. And, and yeah, you brought up a good point. I'm kind of curious to see how they do live action Toothless. Because at first, he's supposed to look scary in the beginning, right? Because, you know, you've never seen this dragon. This dragon is dangerous, possible to capture. Um, so at, at first, I'm guessing you have to make these dragons kind of look scary, but really misunderstood, you know? I don't know. I, I'm kind of uh, excited to see how they do that. Um, another news at the MCU, I know kind of talking about the MCU, but uh, Steven Yuen uh, is pulling out of the MCU as Adam Warlock. Um 
people say just because it's been the backlash on the internet just because he doesn't look like the character um although it's not saying that people don't like him and they just kind of see him as another role and i forgot the name of the character when i was reading against like fan theories and stuff like that i think i told you the last time uh do you remember the character mr negative yeah um based off what i seen when i did some research on that i'm like that that that'd be better pretty cool cool. you know and even a character like i don't know if he's big enough but like Wonder Man, I could see him as Wonder Man. Is just Sentry. Sentry is a very specific kind of character, and he's supposed to be in just like oh shoot, Sentry. I said Adam Warlock. My bad, dog. <laughs> Sentry. Okay, okay. I knew what you meant. Sentry. Uh, Sentry is supposed to be like the unhinged Superman of Marvel, right? Like it just, and he's like blonde with long hair. He looks. He looks like he's a very he's tall a individual. Yeah, it, it just—I don't know. I could see, I could see why uh, why people weren't exactly excited. I, I don't think his acting would have been an issue at all. I think it would have just been like he doesn't—he doesn't look at all like what we expected him to look like. Uh, but yeah, I, I could see Steve Ewan as like Mister Fan, not Mister Fantastic, uh, Wonder Man. I'd love to see him as Mister Negative. I just don't want them to kill kill him off because he's a villain. You know what I mean? So I, I would want him to have a reoccurring role, uh, especially with his performance in Beef. Oh, my God. I think Man, he yeah. was the best part of that show. I I have to agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, now, another show, um, we're, we're getting some cast casting for uh, Last of Us Season 2. Uh, you know more of this than I do just because I haven't played the game. Um so this meant nothing to me. Uh, uh, Caitlin Dever or Dever, I, uh, mm-hmm. sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, uh, to be cast as Abby in The Last of Us Season 2. Uh, there was another character too, I just don't have it pulled up, um, that they're already casting. Isabella Merced, which a lot of you guys might know from, I think it's Fighting With My Family. And okay. she's in Dora the Explorer. Uh, let me look no, her she up. she plays Dora, right? She plays Dora, yeah, yeah. She plays Dora. She's going to play Dina, which is, uh, yeah, instant family, not fighting with my family. Sorry. Instant family. She's in Sicario. She's in uh, Transformers The Last Night, Dora the Explorer. She came out in Father of the Bride as the sister of the bride. Uh, I'm excited for her role as Dina. Dina is Ellie's girlfriend, like longtime girlfriend in the second part of the game. Abby is how would I explain Abby from the last of us to you? Like, uh, some sort of antagonist to, um, Ellie. Sure. She is, she is the opposing side to okay. Ellie. I don't, I don't know if I can say that she's the antagonist of the story because the game is made for the antagonist and the protagonist to be a very com- complicated uh, a complicated part of the story. You you right, don't but, know who the good guy or the bad guy is by the end right, of the game. But from our point of view, uh, watching the show, we're like, okay, yeah, to us, Joel and Ellie are the protagonists. Yeah, right? Well, they, might, they might change your mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, just because uh, from what you told me, this this the story for the for this the second game was really good, and if they're basing it off of the game, and pretty much what you said from. The first season is pretty much all the same, and what a great story! What a fucking great story! Um, so I'm excited for that. 
Uh, I'm I just kind of happy we're getting more casting to it, you know, with the whole Sag uh, strike, you know, kind of ending. It's just like, all right, cool. Um, but we are going to have to wait. So <laughs> they also they also um, cast someone else from the show, but we'll have to get back to. He is Dina's ex, but he also plays a big role in the game. Uh, I'll have to look it up while we're while we're talking, but. He is, uh, he's actually a pretty important part of the game. Uh, young Manzi- young Mazzino? Young Mazzino? I don't know how to say his last name. But he plays uh, Jesse, which is Dina's ex. Also a big part. Like you you and him work together when you are Ellie in, in, a, in a portion of the game. And I, I will quickly, tell you. Yeah. Um, they, um. So after, you know, with the fireflies, the whole situation, she asked them like, hey, did you, what happened? Are you lying to me? Are you telling me the truth? I'm telling you the truth. Do they go back to the camp where uh, Joel's brother is? Do you, I mean, do you want to know? It it seems like they're going back there. Where where else are they going to go? Don't tell me, but I mean. It's just you asked. It's not that big of a. It's not that big of a uh, takeaway because you will find out right at the start of the story. Do you want to know yes or no? Sure. Yes, that's where they go. Okay, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's what I figured. So they can just start a new life, and he, that's where you wanted her to stay in the first place. Um, I just know that you're part. very big on not knowing anything prior yeah. to watching. So okay. I just want to be clear. Well, I mean, uh, just because you're talking about she gets a girlfriend and it, it seems like they're more settled in now, so that's very interesting. They can be out on their own, so it seems like they settle down somewhere. What better place to settle down where they already know where they are probably safe, you know? Yeah. That's electricity, running water, good right? supply yeah. of food nearby. You know, it's it's solid. I cannot wait to see it. I, I was going to say that I hope that they turn the second game into two seasons. I felt like they could have probably done that with the first, uh, the first game. They probably could have turned it maybe into maybe a season <laughs> and a half. But that would be uh, – they probably would have had to end it in a pretty random spot. Or at the very least, like right right when Joel gets stabbed, that probably would have been the end of the season, right? Whoa, dude, don't do that to me, bro. I think um, you could, you probably could have prolonged more of um, – you know what a bit uh, – when um, – who's, the, who's the, the brother that ends up shooting himself? What was his name? Uh, oh, my God. Because his brother turned. Yeah. yeah. Shooting his brother, and then he's like, so he ends up shooting himself. Let me let me think about that real quick. <laughs> I think that would be a pretty, pretty gnarly way to end it, season one. No, that would have been a good way to end season one. They definitely could have worked on a lot more, uh, a lot more of the side stories that you find out throughout the game in season one and his name is uh we've got henry and gosh mm-hmm. is the other one? henry is the older brother i'm pretty sure oh, was it sam the other one henry and sam yes henry okay. and sam <clears throat> i think that would have been good yeah that would have been nice that would have that would have definitely given us a lot more time with the characters so that would have been cool i thought it was very interesting the way that they did some of the some of the show because there's one part of the show it's totally different that everyone loved, which was uh, Nick Offerman's episode. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe we get more of that, you know. But I mean, the way you shortened it out, it felt like a little own series itself. It felt like its own little movie, which which totally cool too. I love that episode too. That was really good. Heartbreaker of an episode is what that was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to see these castings, especially Isabella Merced. Uh, I've seen her in several things. I'm like, cool. I would love to see you in more things. Uh, and Dina's character is pretty dope. So I, I definitely am excited to see where that goes. Well, yeah, I mean, if she's going to be in a relationship with Ellie, she kind of has to like have some personality because Ellie has quite a bit of personality. You know what I mean? That's the thing. She is the polar opposite of Ellie. She is very, she's very, 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 very likable. I'll say that. Oh, She's okay. extremely likable. Uh, whereas Ellie is pretty off-putting to people a lot of the time, right? Like she's just a lot and she's never trying to hide it. Uh this is this is the yin to her yang a little bit, but she also anchors her down, like, hey, don't forget what's most important. And I think that's what makes Ellie better. You know? I feel but, a heartbreak coming. Well, I guess you'll have to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to get into that, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Again, I'd rather be surprised, but you know, if they're going to introduce a loved one, you know, I, I'm just we're, we're I, the way this this uh, show goes, we're going to lose some people that we like. You know what I mean? The way uh, zombie apocalypses work, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one that I'm very excited for, but also sad, but maybe also kind of happy. Um, the Bad Batch, uh, the final season, season three, is set to come out February 21st of this year. Um, I'm excited because I love the Bad Batch, and I honestly I love the animated series that's going on uh, in Star in the Star Wars uh, saga. Um, I'm happy because I don't want them to extend it too much, where it's going to get worse. You know what I mean? Like extending the show. You know, you know how it feels like you. Ex- like, oh, they went two seasons too long, right? Um, yeah. We felt that before with other shows. Um, so maybe we'll get a nice little close, closure. What happens to Omega and the Bad Batch? You know, to me personally, being a, them being clones and we don't really know too much about them coming to the, uh, the original saga, the series. I, I don't know if they die or what happens, but it's definitely going to tie into future stuff that's going to come out for Star Wars, uh, you know, cloning and stuff like that. You know how they were able to clone Palpatine, even in the sequel saga. Like, I think that has a lot to do with a bunch of that, and, and they're going to tie it in for us somehow, some way. Um, I hope they don't bring back a certain character that we lost in season two. I don't want to mention it in case anyone decides to watch it, which I highly recommend, um, just because. Star Wars keeps bringing back characters we are killing off, and it's kind of it, it's kind of pissing me off. Um, the Disney effect. Yeah, dude. Uh, one character that I'm excited for because we had no idea what happened to her uh, at the end of Clone Wars. Um, Asajj Ventress. They show uh, the trailer came out. I did not see it, um, but uh, I follow the on my socials, um, and she has hair. Um, so we're, we're going to find out what she's been doing. So the, and she was a fan favorite in the clone Wars. So I'm excited to see her. Um, I liked her as a character too. She had, she was a night sister, by the way, guys, you guys don't know who night sisters are. Look that up. You, if you saw, um, Osaka, 
Uh, Ahsoka, Osaka, goddamn. Uh, I was thinking about uh, Tepanyaki restaurant uh, called Osaka here in Arizona, which I like. So maybe maybe I want some. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, we saw the Night Sisters in the Ahsoka series. So there's a little bit about that and her history. Um, but she was a a Padawan. I won't say Padawan. Um, right? Yeah, I can't Padawan. say Padawan because she wasn't a Jedi. Um, apprentice. She was an apprentice to uh, Count Dooku. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys didn't know who she was, it's just a little info on her. She was a badass, though. She she fought with double blades, and she was very athletic, just like Ahsoka. So um, very excited to see her back um, in the series. Um, what about you, man? What are your thoughts on that? I know you. I know you like started watching the cartoon series. I know you're not a huge fan as I am, but I know you. I know you enjoyed the series. I know you did. I did. I enjoyed the cartoons quite a bit. I thought that was. Uh, it has been. Sometimes I hate to admit this, but it has been one of the more uh, bonding things that I've had with my daughter. She likes it more than she likes Marvel so far. Like, like in terms of engagement, Star Wars is a little bit more kid friendly. Who would have thought? But it is. Uh, and watching these shows with her has been a lot of fun. I'm gonna miss. I'm really gonna miss uh, Bad Batch. I think they've taken the show really in a really good direction. But you're right. Better to end it sooner than later. And it seems like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you guys are the Star Wars experts, but it seems like Dave Filoni is trying to, uh, gosh, uh, tie up every loose end that he's got left in his ver his portion of the Star Wars story before he makes the movie. And I think he he's going to take us into a new chapter of Star Wars, an altogether new chapter of what the world of Star Wars is going to be. And I think some of the only remnants that we're going to get might be, if if he continues, Din Djarin, Grogu, and maybe, depending on what they do with her, uh, Omega. You know, some of these much younger characters. I know we're probably going to see more of, more of, uh, gosh, the, the most recent Jedi. What was her name? Palpatine's granddaughter. Oh, Ray Skywalker. What? <laughs> Ray Skywalker. They call her Skywalker. Why? Well, she called herself Skywalker at the end. Remember? Oh, she's Ray Palpatine. Yeah, she's Ray Palpatine. Just own it, girl. Yeah, it is what it is. You, you were born into a bad family. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it happens. It's all right. Uh, no, I, I, that probably makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see those characters probably. Uh, other than that, I'm thinking he's going to try to do, like, obviously use all the lore, but try to do a story that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers, nothing to do with the Palpatines, nothing to do with the Old Republic or the Empire or the First Order. I think he's, I could be wrong, but I think he's setting up for a clean slate with a, a, ve a very select few of a very select few characters to move forward with. Yeah, I feel like they could. Um, I mean, that'd be kind of dope to see a live action Old Republic movie. You know, yeah, that doesn't have to do with the Sky Skywalkers whatsoever. <laughs> like Old Republic, though. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like old, old years old. earlier. Yeah, I could see him do that too. That's still far removed to me. That's like a young Yoda. You know what I mean? 
yeah, yeah. That that could still work. That could still work with my theory. Like in his three hundreds, when he's a young a young three hundred years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, very still sprightly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably dating other, uh, you know, uh, others. I, I don't even know what the name of his species is. You know what I mean? I don't but, think uh, they mean it. That's one of those weird things. That I don't think yeah, it's an it. unknown species or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. To me, that's that's the way. That, by when I said old republic, I apologize. I mean from Anakin's youth. Right. That right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, awesome. definitely Knights of the Old Republic would be an interesting way to go. Uh, something set way after the storyline of uh, Palpatine. Where we see those characters, but it's not really that much about that part of the storyline. We're gonna we're gonna get all these loose ends tied up. What do you think? Yeah, man, no, I, I agree with all that. I mean, I know they announced the movies. Why one's gonna be off of right after um, Episode Nine, so it's gonna follow Ray's story. Um, but the one that uh, Filoni's doing, it apparently it's gonna have like tying in this, the TV series and stuff like that, that he's the live action and stuff like that. Yeah, he is tying up a lot of new sense. And then the other one is something different, but uh, they haven't really announced what it's going to be yet, um, which, again, it's I hope it's, you know, something something interesting. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Any any Star Wars, give it to me. You already know that. Uh, uh, now, lastly, uh, for me, uh, I know it's a lot of news and update, guys. Uh, Invincible, the second half of season two, is set to come out March 14th. I'm excited. Um, Early birthday present for us, Jason. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for it, dude. Uh, it's such a good show. Um, kind of sad that they did, you know, the whole, we'll give you half now and then tease you and then give you another half later. But um, honestly, it wasn't that long of a break, so that's cool. Yeah, not nothing too crazy. Um, I know a lot of shows used to do that back in the day, right? They used to take that that break off in the winter and then come back for spring. So yeah, I guess. it's not out of the norm, but I would have, I would have enjoyed watching it now. <laughs> uh, you got some, some for us, right? I have a couple things, nothing crazy. Uh, first off, the live adaptation of the 2022 film. No, I apologize. Not 2022. 2016 film, Your Name, is in the works right now. Paramount is picking up the... I don't know if it's being made in Japan or if it's being made by Paramount. Uh, either way, I'm interested in seeing what a live action adaptation of this film is. It's a great love story. It's also pretty decent sci-fi. And... I'm starting to notice that the storylines on some of these animated, uh, these anime films are very deep and they hit a lot of, uh, they hit a lot of things that you would not expect from an anime. And this is one of them. Highly recommend the anime itself if you get to watch it. Hopefully we get to see what's going on with that live action adaptation very soon. But check out, keep, keep, uh, keep a lookout for the Your Name uh, live action adaptation. Yeah, you know, uh, so, so you like the the movie, the first one. It was very the, good. The original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really like your animes. I've noticed. <laughs> you know, it's the weird. I, yeah. Say what? Like the movie ones, like Spirit Away and stuff like that. Like seems, yeah, uh, Ponyo. They're, yeah, they uh, 
Ponyo's okay. That's more of my daughter. But Spirited Away, very good film. Apparently, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio showed Martin Scorsese that film uh, at one point. He was like, you need to watch this film. Like It is, it is considered one of the greatest animated films ever made uh, and holds very well on its own in cinema. Speaking of, um, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I do want to plug it a bit here. Speaking of Spirited Away, the director, Mayo Hiyazaki, I don't want to mess his name, mess up his name. Give me a second. Miyazaki? I think it's Miyazaki? Yeah, we talked about it in our last episode. Yeah, Uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, his films are fantastic. Uh, Recently, The Boy and the Heron uh, was a smash hit in theaters. It also hits a lot of uh, themes of loss, acceptance, learning how to move forward and accept the life that you have to try to make the best of it. That's a lot of what his films do. And this one is apparently a very, very close to his life. It's very close to being somewhat of a biopic, right? It's, it's still very fantastical, has great, a great sense of imagination, but those films, they do, they can do things in animation and make it serious, but they can do things in animation that are very difficult to do in live action. And they also add a great storyline to each one of the films. I, I can't, I can't say much more than that. Besides the fact that I, I do recommend these films. I feel like uh, American audiences, once they start, once they start actually giving them a chance, the films are going to take off. They're going to yeah, take yeah. off, especially critically. Awesome, man. Uh, what else you got for us? Uh, for me. That's mostly it for me, but I can go into what we have, uh, what we've been watching. Well, yeah. Do you want to continue with the boy and the hair on, or is that pretty much all you had to say about it? Um, what I okay, I, I can get into the boy and the heron a little bit. Yeah, uh, the boy and the heron, as I mentioned, a bit of a biopic. I would give it an eight point nine. Eight point nine would probably Ooh. be where I'd leave it. It's a very well made film. Like I'd watch it again. It's the animation. Listen, it beat out uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for a uh, Golden Globe. So that says a lot in that in that sense in itself. The animation is some of the most beautiful animation I've seen in an animated film. And if you watch a lot of these animes more lately, they're all starting to get to that point where they just have a very high level of animation that rivals 3D animation because they use they use 3D animation for certain parts but only to make it feel like you are immersed in their in their 2D world and it works really really well i i have no i have nothing but great things to say about this film it is a bit of a heartbreaker. It's about a boy who loses his mother in uh, the atomic bombing in World War II. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's him. He's a very quiet boy. They move out to the country. Uh, and it's about him, in my eyes, the film was very much about him accepting his place in the world and the cards that he was dealt, but also understanding that he can still have a good life. 
that life is there's so much more life for, left for him to live, uh, and that his mother, most of all, would want him to live that life, to make the most of it, to see the beauty of the world, and to see his responsibility and place within it. I know that's kind of deep, right? But like, yeah, it, uh, I mean, if that's what you got out of it, that's a really great message. Yeah, it's good. I mean, we all lose loved ones and in some tragic ways. I mean, uh, some worse than others, you know. And we all we all go through it. But think about like, especially if you lose a loved one that and you um, being really upset over that. Think about what they wanted for you, and I think that's a kind of good way to cope. I mean, it's it's easier said than done. Um, but yeah, I love that message. That's great. Yeah, and it's that's a lot of these anime films. They do a lot of this kind of work with just loss and and dealing with it uh i'm gonna jump into another film that is another anime that came out this past year 2023 susume uh it is about it is mostly about this girl who lost her mother in the tsunami remember the 2011 tsunami in japan oh yeah dude i think uh i think my brother-in-law went over there to help out i can't remember wow. I remember him being in japan during that time i think yeah that's amazing yeah. Uh, so 19,000 people died, or a little over 19,000 people died in this disaster. And uh, it's about her initially. But as you go through the film, it's it's more about remembering to, to keep going. But also like a form of catharsis for those who did lose their families. It's, again, another beautiful movie, Susume. Another one to check out. Highly recommended as well. Uh, that one's a bit of a... At some points, you're like, oh, am I going to cry? <laughs> uh, so it, it does have those uh, those elements that get you there. Uh, and it, um, it has... Go ahead. Uh, so you gave it 8.9 um, for the boy Heron. What do you gave? Yeah. Uh, Suzumi? Suzume, yeah. Uh, what would I give it? I'd probably give it maybe an 8.2. Eight point four, eight point four. Okay. Yeah, they're very solid. Very solid. Yeah, they they know how to make these films. That's why I'm like, what is going on? I didn't know anime films were this good. <laughs> I, I I had no idea. You know, this is what they throw out in the box office over there. I need to keep my eyes out more often. Uh, and they do a lot of they do a lot of playful stuff with the animation. If you ever if you ever get a chance to watch them, they do they do uh, take their chances with the animations. Animations. <laughs> but yeah, Susume is very good. Uh, again, just another one about, you know, moving forward, accepting accepting the loss and, and you know, coping with it, getting some closure out of it, uh, knowing that they are not forgotten. I think in that one, that one's a big part of it. They're not forgotten. And uh, you are not alone in your sense of loss. Because at the end of the film... Uh, spoiler alert! It's not a big spoiler. Don't worry. But at the okay. end of the film, they have this scene that I thought was just—it was beautiful. It—I I don't know how else to say it. It was beautiful. It shows all these different people, and it's animated, right? But they went through the care of like showing all these different people that day, that day in 2011, going out the door and saying goodbye, I love you, have a great day, just going about their day right before it all happened. Damn. Yeah, and it was just, like I said, just really. I, I think it was really cathartic for the for the Japanese audience over there. I'm sure it did really well. 
in Japan. Sheesh. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, well um, keeping it anime, man, um, um, I, de- I definitely want to bring up one that uh, you that you yeah, saw and yeah, you yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. it a little bit. I talk. I, I want to talk about it because, man, it's on Netflix. Blue Eye Samurai. I finally got to see it. Wow, and animation styles again. Anime just knows how to do it, dude. Like I, I like all their animation. Even back then in the '90s when I was growing up watching anime myself, right? Yu Hawk Show, my favorite shit ever. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, I kind of i i like I like the story. Um, definitely not a, a message of we're like, hey. Uh, it's more a message about revenge, kind of like um, Kill Bill. Like she, she's just out for revenge, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. I kept thinking about Kill Bill when I saw the show. I was like, God, this is so much like Kill Bill, dude. Yeah, uh, some of the fight scenes are just absolutely ridiculous. When she's finding, I think the the dark, the black horses or the dark horses. I, f- I forgot what they were called. The the, the four dudes, uh, the, like yes. her very first fight where they're chasing her, um, and like she's so on the. Good. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. And then when she fights the Thousand Army, the the, the claw crazy. team, that shit was crazy. That uh, was my favorite fight scene. Like it rivals live action. I don't care what anybody says. I've not seen something that detailed in animation uh, ever. It was just fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, but I think what I liked most about uh, this show in particular was uh, growth within the characters. I mean. I feel like uh, in order for it to be a good show, yeah, even though it's a cartoon, you, you want uh, you want to be invested. Yeah, the action's cool, but you want to be invested in the story. You're like after a while, like you know, you tend to fall off of storylines, cartoon, whether it be cartoons, anime, uh, or live uh, or live action. Uh, you really want to invest yourself in the story, and I think the story itself was just amazing. It, it follows what during the 1700s, uh, Japan when they were like in their prime as like samurais, and they're introducing guns to Japan, and they're outlawing. Um, uh, white people, no, no one can come into Japan, right? Because they any foreigners, see, any foreigners, any foreigners, yeah. Um, and they saw you as like beneath them, right? Um, I don't know, man. I just thought it was interesting and kind of like the lore of all that. Uh, a little too much uh, titties and penis for my my liking. Um, Jason, don't be yeah. so gross. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just weird, right? And then like a lot of the brothel scenes, man. It was just like very intense. Um, yeah, they definitely were going for the M rating. I don't know what that means. Rated mature for audiences. Oh, M rated. M rating. M rating. I thought you, I thought you said something else. I was like, Emery? I don't know what that is. Well. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And they, I, I felt like they were going for the M rating. They made sure that there was a good amount of cussing. They made sure that there was tons of nudity. And in some points, you're like, okay, the nudity is warranted. Other times, you're like, yeah, it's a bit gratuitous. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's all. Like, was that really necessary? Like, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, it is what it is, man. And also, man, I was pretty surprised with the casting itself because um, I would, I would hear some. You know, you, you're, you're. Do you ever do that? Like, you'll hear like you're watching an anime, an animated film or cart, uh, TV series. Like that voice sounds very familiar. Who the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Um, uh, for example, Randall Park uh, plays one of the characters. Uh, Randall Park, uh, you guys may know him as uh, the guy that plays a detective in WandaVision. He's also in uh, Ant-Man. Um, he also plays uh, Asian Jim in The Office. Uh, <laughs> uh, for you guys who don't know who Randall Park is, but yeah, he's in some other uh, stuff, but that's where I personally know him from. Um, Masioka, he plays Ringo. That's probably one of my favorite characters, uh, the, the, the guy with the nubs. 
Yeah. Yeah. It played by Masioka. He played uh, one of the, the, the Asian superhero in the show Heroes, which uh, another show that I really enjoyed that I personally liked. You said you never saw it, right? Never seen very it. Corny. Very, very corny, by the way, that, that show Heroes, but uh, I still really enjoyed it. Um, and also loved his character uh, in Heroes. Um, good, good actor. Um, also, I believe, um, man, Brenda I'm going to Song. Brenda Song, yeah, uh, Macaulay Culkin's uh, wife uh, is in it. Uh, She's a Kimmy? Yeah, she plays. Yeah, I think honestly, like uh, I at first I hated Akimi, then I like her character, but towards the end, man, wow. Then that that's what I mean. Like her, I think you know, for, Sansa for me a little bit. You're like oh, pain. Then by the what? End, she's another Sansa from Game of Thrones. For me, you're oh, like okay. pain. You don't know the world, and you're like, oh, the world's been pretty rough to you, actually. Been pretty rough, but she's using it to her advantage and her knowledge, and she finds out that she's. She can be very powerful herself. Love that for her, dude. It was awesome. I love seeing that. Uh, and then, well, yeah, Mizu, the main character, and I don't know, just kind of feeling like a, an outsider and stuff, and just how, you know, how revenge can really get to you. And like, there's only one mission at hand for her. Uh, a lot of the, some of the hallucination, hallucination scenes too are pretty, pretty out of this world. Um, I really love that about it. Like, there's just a lot of, and then, like, her storylines, too. It's pretty fucked up, dude. Uh, like, really fucked up. Um, everyone in her life. Everyone in her life turned on her. Dude, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, not, not to ruin anything, but I uh, highly recommend, guys. I honestly, man, pr- probably give it, like, a 9.1. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I'm like, I'm they, oh, they already renewed. They said they're going to do a season two for sure, uh, which I'm hyped for. Uh, out on Netflix now, guys. Watch it. Binge watch. I it, I finished it in two nights. Um, <laughs> yes, I stayed up watching. Yeah, I stayed up to like five, uh, like three a.m. or four a.m. I can't remember. I'm like, I need to watch the next. Episode. <laughs> that was me on one of the nights. I couldn't stop. They know what they're doing. They know what yeah. They're doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great show, and the way it ends tells you that there's a lot that's going on. There's a lot that that is going to happen in this next season kind of want to see how they put it all back together uh so the definitely interested in seeing it 9.2 very high rating yeah i i thought it was one of the best shows of last year and it came out right at the end so right right before the year ended they're like hey here's this little present for you oh yeah dude uh great great little gift we gotta uh, let people know about it so they netflix makes sure not to not to cancel it too soon. The, I know. It's to know. Yeah, I like. I need to know what happens at the end because it looks like there was three of the foreigners, and possibly one of them is her father. Mm-hmm. So it seems like each season is going to be like getting to one of the foreigners. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Um, but it's it's very interesting to say the least. Um, yeah, I just want to throw it out there. Uh, great recommendation, Luigi. And uh, yeah, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I'm excited that you liked it. That's that's all <laughs> I know. I'm happy that you enjoyed the show. Uh, you're also watching something else that I've seen. I'm a big fan of this one as well. What would you think of uh, True Detective Season 1 so far? Yeah, man, just a quick overview. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson do a phenomenal job, dude. I uh, if I'm not mistaken, Matthew McConaughey won an Emmy, right? For uh, I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. For for True Detective, yeah, dude. Uh, I think Woody Harrelson may have also won. 
I'm really? Okay. Yeah, man. Honestly, man, it's great. I can see why people were like, so, um, giving it such high praise, um, just to keep it nice and simple, man, I'd probably give it like a, like an 8.9, maybe higher, honestly, 9.1, 9.2 around that area. Um, that was a great show. Um, watching season two already. We're in episode four. And honestly, man, I, I enjoy it. Uh, the acting's not as great, um, but the storyline, there's there's lots of twists and stuff that we're, we're, we're kind of going along the way. I think we're halfway through. Uh, I think the next episode we're going to watch is episode five. Uh, so that's really interesting. We're just trying to binge watch everything so we can finish. Uh, so we can, when season four uh, fully comes out, we'll be able to binge watch that, uh, which I know you're watching it right now, right? So did you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes, and I, I did want to just, I'm checking to see if they want, I'm only seeing that they got nominated. They've had several nominations, uh, 22 awards and nominations. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing where oh. the wins are. So let me find out where the wins are really quick. They won Best Director in 2014 when it first came out, I think. Uh, and they won Cinematography. They won Outstanding Casting for a Drama Series all in the first season. Uh, they looks like they also won Title Design and Makeup for a Single Camera Series. So they got nominated. They did not win. I don't know who beat them out that year. I'm going to have to look into it on 2014. That's shocking to me. Don't understand it at all. But <laughs> I, I, I can probably tell you. Who? Um, probably Breaking Bad. 2014? Yeah. I think uh, that was the final season of Breaking Bad. No? Oh, that would make sense. That, that would yeah. make sense. I mean, yeah. Because I remember when Breaking Bad was out, bro, that was winning everything. Like, like sorry. <laughs> you, you couldn't. Um. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, you are correct. I was right. Okay, lead actor in a drama series, Brian Cranston. Outstanding no. drama series, Breaking Bad. Supporting actor, Aaron Paul. Yeah, uh, so yeah, they they swept in that the big final season, bro. Anna Gunn, supporting actress in Breaking Bad. Uh, let me see. I'm looking for anything else. Yeah, that that's why. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Good call. I would have never <laughs> thought that. God. Okay. Good point. All right. Fair oh, enough. Well, yeah. Well, actually, before uh, now, now you bring it up, um, I want to talk about uh, the, the ending of season one. Um, very interesting uh, how it ended. You know, they're just like in the hospital. Nothing really just happens after that. You know, like they find the guy. Case is solved. That's just kind of how it works. It's yeah. Right. The case is solved. And like, and, very well, after, after 17 years, though, that's crazy. I do like that they become friends again, you know, and you kind of just see what happens with their life afterwards and uh, pretty fucked up. But um, I thought there was going to be more to it. Maybe there's a twist. And like, you know, the whole time, like, I, I think I remember texting you like three, four episodes in. I'm like, no way it's Matthew McConaughey. It can't be. Like, there's no way it can be. And like how they thought it was going to be him. That's why they were questioning him. Like, but. I don't know, just all that detective work. I just kind of it, it kind of sucks because I thought they were gonna try and capture like um, the pe like more of the people that were involved because that guy was just one small part of it. You know, it just shows how like corrupt that whole thing is, and um, and how high been, it kept going, right? How high it goes, yeah. Uh, so that would have been kind of nice to see like them um, getting some of those people, but 
I mean, they kind of made it really, really realistic. So yeah, I'll tell you that it's very th- it's thematically that's ha- kind of the way the show works. Usually, the crime that they focus on is something that's part of a bigger conspiracy, and usually the cops have lives that are destroyed either by their own doing or their obsession with the job or both. Uh, it's very much a, I don't know how exact it is. Cause I don't know that many cops. I know one and he is nothing like that, uh, <laughs> but he seems like a very happy guy. That's all I'll say. Uh, so he is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's living the life. Um, but it, it feels like it is definitely a conversation about what it means to be a cop, what kind of people become cops, uh, what these people's lives generally are like and what a life of investigating crime really looks like and feels like, especially uh, like in the homicide department, you know? Yeah. When you're doing homicide. Yeah. It, it looks like a lot of these people the cases stick with them. Like I am currently, I'm watching night country which it's already feeling exactly the same, haunted by the past, uh, struggling to move forward in their lives, uh, stuck in a situation they don't absolutely love, but they're still cops and they still do their job and they still care about finding the bad guy. Uh, season three and Night Country, I'm watching uh, together at the same time. <laughs> and <it's> very, <laughs> yes, but simultaneously perfect. Thank you. And uh, it is. Both of them feel the same as season one did in those senses. It's it's very much a theme of the show. Sweet, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, again, I'm invested. I'm really again, I'm really liking season two. I saw like people. <clears throat> I have the app called Q. I saw comments on it, and everyone's like, "Season one, amazing, amazing. Season two and three, don't we even waste your time?" But I'm liking season two, bro. So far, I don't know. The season two. I would say season two is not bad, but it has. It has moments of mediocrity because it seems like it, there's parts where it's lazily written. Mm-hmm. Season three so far, I don't know what they're talking about. Mahershala Ali, like, I don't understand how he did not win already. And like, he plays himself, his character, in three different time periods it, on this crime. I'm like, there's no, no way that yeah, you're like, telling me that this this is that bad. Like Andy <laughs> and yeah. Woody Harrelson. In three different time periods, I thought it was just two. Oh, no, it's uh, it, it, it's three different time periods because they talk about when they first meet, from the moment that they break up, and then to the present. Oh, I thought it was just two. So, all right, I, I'll have to rewatch season one to get myself a little acquainted with it. But in this one, it's uh, in the eighties for season three. In the eighties, twenty fifteen, and then twenty twenty three, or twenty 2020- twenty. Yeah, I think it's 2023 or 2022. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's definitely more spread out. Yeah, okay. I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. No, I, I lie. 80s, 95, not 2015. And then uh, the last one is 2015 or 2016. Okay, okay. So each one is set like about 10 years apart. Now, uh, Night Country, how are you liking uh, the story so far? It's, it's different. Uh, what makes it different is that it has – you could tell that it's leaning into uh, Native American elements uh, okay. because it does have – and now I get why there's, like, portions of horror games set in, like, snowy areas 
Because I could see how Alaska could be creepy as hell. Is, like, is that where it's based out of? Yeah, yeah. And oh. um, they they mentioned the name of the Native American group there. I cannot recall it right now, but it has a lot of elements of like their spirituality and things that they believe in. And you see characters that are dead talking to living characters right off the bat in the first episode. So I'm thinking it's not, it doesn't look like it's going to be like a, a show about ghosts. Don't get me wrong. Cause native culture just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Uh, if you've seen res dogs or if you've seen right. anything like that, like it's like they visit certain people for very specific reasons. And that's exactly what they do in the show. And uh, it, it's, it's got some elements of uh, a, definitely a thriller. It feels more like a thriller than, than the first two seasons did. Uh, the first three seasons have so far. Except well, like for the episodes of season one where you're like on the edge of your seat, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> the first episode already kind of feels like that. You're like, oh, I'm a little uneasy already. I'm a little uneasy already. So that was that was interesting. Jodie Foster is already doing a phenomenal job in her in her role. Wouldn't expect any less. Her, uh, the actress that they put alongside her is already building up a pretty good uh, a repertoire with, with her in the show. So I'm excited to see where it goes. We're only two episodes in, so I, I don't want to ruin too much because I do want you to be surprised when you watch. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, but. Uh, as long as you're liking it, because uh, we're invested already, so we're going to go all the way through. Oh, highly invested. <laughs> highly yeah. invested, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go into – I'm, I'm going to jump through a couple things real quick. I have watched Monarch. I think it's a fun watch on Apple TV+. Plus. Another, another pretty solid Apple TV Plus watch. Kurt Russell's in it. Uh, it's, got, it's got a lot of elements of Godzilla. You see Godzilla quite a bit. In the show, in fact, there is one point where you where you see him fight another monster, so you know that they they put a lot of money into that. There are several different kinds of creatures that come out in it. Uh, it explains a lot of how Monarch came to be, and explains a little bit more about the world beneath our uh, Earth surface that they're talking about in this new MonsterVerse, because we're going to see a lot of that in this new Godzilla Kong movie. So I'm glad they're trying to build some lore around it because it looks a little ridiculous. The show makes it a little more bearable. It makes it a little more understandable. You're like, okay, sure, whatever. There's a universe built around this. Uh, and then there's a big teaser for another character at the end of the season as well. Uh, as always, they anchor it in the stories and experiences of real people, which is always fun to watch. I think in the first couple of episodes, they do it in really strong. It drops off a little bit for a couple of episodes, but there's always action to keep you entertained and a little bit of uh, a little bit of investigative stuff going on for them to uncover what's truly happening. Very conspiracy type of show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, 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 I would recommend it. It's an easier watch than most of the things that we watch. So you're you're not going to be sitting there like oh man this is so serious no it's 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 a little more fun so i i recommend watching monarch for sure now well what's what's a monarch or like monarch is the organization that tracks godzilla and all these other monsters oh, okay 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 yeah yeah like, good to know. if you rewatch the movies you got you see their 
their little symbol all over the place. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I typically, uh, when I watch it, I'm like, any of the new movies, the Godzilla films, I'm just like laying in bed and like I just put it on, fall asleep to it. You know what I mean? But like I still enjoy you it. But... You wait for the action scenes and then you're... Yeah, it's not like where I'm like, I really care to watch. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I don't do it for the storyline. I just do it because I want to see Godzilla fuck some shit up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or King Kong, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, or King it's... Kong, yeah. Yeah, but that I, I would recommend it. Definitely Me. give it a chance. If you don't like it, that's all right. But check it out, guys. Uh, next up for me, I think, Jason, you have also watched this one. Actually, before I get into that one, real quick plug on Echo. Uh, really good start out. A lot more gore and violence in this show than I've seen in any Disney show. Watch out for the ending. Just know. That they are going to disappoint you in the end. It is a, it is a. That's what I heard. And and not just a bit of a disappointment. It kind of ruins the rest of the show a little bit. Ah, uh, so, bummer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a give and take. I do appreciate again. They they lean into Native American culture. Obviously, a different group of Native Americans. This is Choctaws. Uh, Really cool stuff. They go back in different places throughout history of the Choctaws because this lineage has a special power where they can use each other's skills. So I thought that was a really cool element for Echo. Uh, there's really cool episodes. I'll say that. There are some really cool episodes. <laughs> uh, it just, the landing. Yeah, Disney, what you're going to do? Yeah, that, that, that's another one that I meant to brought up. Like, I haven't been really watching or interested in watching the Marvel shows. Like, Echo's another one. Like, it came out. I feel like I, I was hyped for it. But now I was. Like, when it came out, I'm like, oh, I don't There's other stuff I want to watch right now. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, Again, it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just like, there's just other stuff I want to watch right now. Up to the end, you would have enjoyed it quite a bit. It's pretty solid. Okay. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Last one for us, uh, Chappelle's new special. At dreamer. this point, it's not that new, but still. The Dreamer. The Dreamer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, special. I liked it, man. Uh, he's just a good storyteller and how he brings back, how he ties in his punchlines to his jokes, right? Like, he says something in the beginning of the show, and you're like, and it's a joke, right? Like, you're like, aha, okay, cool. It's kind of funny. Like, it's pretty funny. And then, like, kind of just ties it all back into, like, the beginning and stuff. Like, he's just so good at that, like. Uh, I mean, he even talked about it. He's like, yeah, I can make a joke out of anything. Like, and I kicked it right in the pussy. Like, I could, you know, I forgot which stand up that was. But it was like, I was like, but I can make a joke out of that shit. And he says in the beginning, and then at the very end of that, uh, I think he was in Austin when he did that. And then, and then I kicked it right in the pussy. He ended it with that. Um, he's just a, the king of that. He's just a great writer. Um, and just really talking oh, about defense and just making. The, the mermaid one. <laughs> Uh, dude, I can't remember the most, most. What was that joke? He the one that he told to his wife, and she's like, that's "Oh bad. yeah, oh yeah," and that's how he ended it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the Titanic joke, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The initially it was a mermaid joke, but oh no, yeah, the people sinking to the Titanic. Anyway, it's I just remember the saying, "Come with me to your watery grave." In that voice, yeah. I was like, oh, "Come join me to your watery grave," right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, like that was stupid. Like, and he he said it was a stupid joke. He's like, "Yeah," but the way he brought it back at the end is just like, "Yo," I mean, that's why he's him, bro. That's why he's him. 
honestly, this special I think has been his best one in a while too. If I if I'm honest, I know as a friend group we've got you know Jason and I are obviously part of a group of friends that are very close. Uh, they love every one of his specials. I do too. But in terms of actually being funny, this one has like it had me laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe like his old specials. Like I ones mean, where he was worried about making jokes. He wasn't, you know, don't get me wrong. I appreciate his uh when he gets on his soapbox and he gives a good message, because usually he has a good point, but it's more serious. And this one, yeah. like, no matter what point he was making, it was still funny as hell. And I, I appreciated that one. I feel that. I mean, I don't. I, I still don't think anything is. I mean, I, I like how he talked about it. Like, yeah, when I was back here in San Francisco talking about, I still remember that. Kill them softly, and for what it's worth, still by far, nothing so beats good. that ever. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it's just it's just very enjoyable out on Netflix. I highly recommend. Uh, 1930s gangster when the cop stops him. It's because I'm black. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, like, it's not illegal to talk like that. Like, yeah, yeah. So what are you talking like? Talking like what, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, oh, man. I, I remember uh, when we were in high school. That's all fucking uh, myself and Thomas, friend of the pod, Eric, friend of the pod, Room 303. We would just constantly just quote Dave Chappelle all throughout high school. Um, e- even after high school, I like, would just non-stop quoting just like laughing at each other because that's okay. kind of blouses <laughs> anytime i yeah, want any hell show yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah. very quotable stuff man we grew up we grew up on that so i think you know he's a hero to us um i think greatest comedian of all time for sure yeah and, um, and definitely in our generation for sure i mean i've seen i've seen eddie murphy's stuff i've seen richard Pryor's stuff i do think dave Chappelle's better uh, and he's more I consistent. Agree. Yeah, I agree. yeah. And but not to you know, whatever listener is somehow you know a, a huge Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor fan. Sorry, go go rewatch <laughs> specials and watch all of Dave Chappelle's specials. Tell me who's come out with more at the same quality. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I feel that. Also, like it's just kind of hard to like if you're watching like Richard Pryor's um, specials and Eddie Murphy's. You have to kind of understand the context of the stuff that's going on during that time. Because if you don't understand, sometimes you might not understand those jokes. Like uh, if someone, if I try show, showing like my nephews, uh, um, those those old um, Dave Chappelle's uh, standups, they may laugh at, at at some of them, but there's some of them they might not even understand, uh, just because of like the references and stuff like that. Um. So I mean, we'll we'll see. If, if, if those jokes can hold up and you still understand the references, great. But if you're not going to understand them, then obviously some of those jokes aren't going to hit the same. But and I think that's how Richard Pryor and like Eddie Murphy, some of those and like just like any stand up, uh, not not just them, but um, still, they don't compare to Chappelle to me. No. Yeah. Greatest. Greatest of all time. Uh, side note on that. I have been watching some of Pete Davidson specials. That guy. He's funny. Yeah, it's funny. That's funny. He says whatever he wants. I'm like, oh my god, you're you're saying some crazy things right now, but they're hilarious. They are hilarious. Um, yes, anyway, let's move on. I got some. So I did want to just talk about Saltburn. I know we talked about it a little bit. 
Uh, very, very interesting movie. Very weird. Um, cinematography is amazing. Uh, very uh, Kyogen. Uh, just knows how to play a weird dude, man. Uh, <laughs> um, there's just some, there's like a couple scenes that you're just kind of like, wow. Like, like I, I did this face. I was just like, yeah, that's what, that's weird. Um, but very, very good movie. Um, kind of, I want to say predictable, but um, kind of like, why, why, why did it have to go there? It, it made no sense. Like, well, what was, what was the why do you do the things? Yeah, well, why do you do the things that he did? Uh, and this is very interesting. Um, but I, I do recommend it. Um, again, cinematography is great, acting is pretty good. Uh, storyline, um, again, it doesn't really, again, I, I kind of wish it tied in a little bit more uh, as to like why. Um, yeah. and the plot sometimes kind of goes a little bit out there. Um, but overall, pretty good movie. Um, I still think think about it, but like not in a good way. You know what I mean? I'm just like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was disturbing. <laughs> kind of like when people first saw the Human Centipede, right? Or like, what did we just watch? Oh yeah, I never saw that. You never saw it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, a, a good comparison, uh, Saltburn. To me, my opinion, my opinion is it's kind of like uh, it reminded me of uh, Black Swan, the Black Swan. So he's slowly going insane? Kind of. It's just a shittier version of the Black Swan. So <laughs> it's, it's a wish Black Swan. Yeah, but like Black Swan is like in the nines ratings for me. This one's like in the seven, eight ratings, you know? Oh, that's still good. Yeah, yeah, it's still good. Well. Yeah, yeah. I, I do recommend you watch it. It's very interesting, uh, to say the least. The casting, again, hacking's great. It's just it's just a weird movie, dude. Um now, one one movie that I really did enjoy, and I kind of wish it was, uh, it came out in 2023 as well, and I kind of wish uh, it was in our year-end review, and I kind of wish I would have seen it before we did our year-end review. Uh, the Holdovers, dude. Man. Amazing, bro. Um, hits you right in the feels. Great Christmas movie. One movie that I'm definitely going to watch every Christmas. Um, uh, Frick, what's his name, dude? What's his name? He won a couple yeah, Paul Giamatti ended up winning the Golden Globe, I think I believe, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh if I take a look at the list, I have it written here. Yeah, Where I'm looking is... at you right now. Oh. Yeah, actor yep. in comedy slash musical Paul Giamatti, the holdovers, as well as he should have. And also um best, I think I think it was best supporting actress in a comedy musical. Uh the actress won uh that one. Um, she did phenomenal, if I'm not mistaken. I can't yeah. look it up. We'll look it up right now. But uh, yeah, dude, all the actors in that, um, everyone has their own story. I, I, I do kind of like the story that it says. Like, yeah, you don't you don't ever understand what someone's going through uh, in in that time. So even if you're not getting along with them, you don't you don't understand their background, and maybe that's why they're acting the way they are. And you really got to get to know someone. Um, to really understand where they're coming from, I guess. Divine, Divine Joy Randolph was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was awesome. Uh, but yeah, just uh, again, um, you never know what someone's going through, and um, it, it kind of shows. Like it, I, I like how it kind of goes from the beginning to the end and how it ends. Uh, very heartfelt. Uh, loved it so much that I told my parents to watch it. So, <laughs> um, 
My parents. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's on Peacock, and uh, you can change the audio to Spanish. So I told them, I was like, you guys got to watch it. You guys will really enjoy it. Um, I talked to them when uh, I went to visit them, and they're like, yeah. I, my mom's like, I, I almost cried. So um, very great movie Christmas around Christmas time. Even not around Christmas time, dude. I'll watch it now if you haven't watched it yet, Luigi. I still need to watch it. Yeah, I've you got know. a lot on my list. I haven't been watching tons of TV. I'm trying to trying to make it count when I do, though. So I give it like uh, a nine nine point three. Dang. Okay. Yeah, very high. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, dude. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah, it, it did get uh the two golden globes for actor and actress in a musical comedy, musical or comedy, which do you have any more after that, Jason? Um the last one that I have is that is it. All right, so that'll segue us into the some of the golden globe winners not going to say too many because they passed that's how i do it yeah (laughs) we also are going to mention a few of the emmys so first off cinematic achievement went to uh barbie which cinematic achievement is new and it's pretty much most popular movie of the year and i would agree barbie was probably the most popular movie of of the year uh the boy and the heron did get best animated film and i again would say that was well warranted best drama and director go to Oppenheimer and obviously Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Uh, I don't know if Killian, yep. Actor and drama, Killian Murphy and best supporting actor went to Robert Downey Jr. Which by the way, I wanted to tell you uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mentioned that he had done, he said he had done some of his best acting in his career uh, on a reflection after winning. In, in Marvel, he said, some of my best acting was done in Marvel, but nobody recognized it because it was a Marvel movie. Would you agree with that? That some of his yeah. best acting, I mean, obviously not Oppenheimer, but like some of his best acting in his career came from his role of Iron Man. I would say yes. He did a very good job in a lot of those movies. Bro, like he's Tony Stark. Like, yeah, he's yeah. That, like he's not RDJ, bro. He is Tony Stark. Like that's in my eyes. Like that's how good of an actor he is. That's the same way that I feel about um. Oh my gosh, Captain America. Uh, Chris Evans, America's ass. Yeah, Chris Evans. That, that's <laughs> America's ass. Uh, I, absolutely. Like I, I. It's gonna be hard for me to imagine anyone else's Captain America after that. It'll be a hard set of shoes to fill for the two of those. I I I appreciated that he said that because a lot of actors are like, yeah, it was a little bit easier to do Marvel because there was so much already set up for you, and you you didn't have to you didn't have to figure out what you wanted for the character because there was tons for you to decide, tons of material for you to work through to decide how you wanted to portray the character in certain ways, right? right. Uh, the scripts were. I mean, built in, right? There was, there's a system at Marvel, but it's good to hear that. No, yeah, there was a lot of work that you still had to put into it to make it good. Uh, and I think that may be something Marvel can uh, maybe remember going into these next several shows and movies that come out. Storytelling, storytelling. Yeah, storytelling. It's still the most important part, and good acting. Uh, all right, I'm gonna keep going. Succession won quite a bit of things on the uh, on the Emmys and in uh, the Golden Globes. I know Sarah Snook and 
gosh, what is his name? Culkin, oh, the Culkin yeah. brother. Oh, I know Matthew McFadden, one uh, supporting actor, uh, uh, also known as Tom well. in Succession. But you know, also the uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother won for Succession. Here, yeah, there we go. Uh, so they won. We we covered that show quite a bit. We had a huge episode on that one. The Bear got six winners. Uh, Christopher Storer was uh, outstanding directing. Uh, Jeremy Allen White won again. Uh, gosh, Ayo Edebiri won Best Supporting Actress in the so Bear. They, yeah, for the Bear. Yeah, all for the Bear. Right. Um, it's a. a if you haven't watched it yet, guys, I'm telling you, I am telling you, this show is not to be slept on. It's funny, but it's caring, and it it goes deep. I, w- I would definitely recommend. John Oliver uh, won Variety Series and Trevor Noah's Daily Show won as well. I'm a big fan of John Oliver's work. Trevor Noah's show, it's interesting because it's called The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, but he left the show, so this entire year was like, a rotating cast of the people that work on the show and guests doing it, but I guess they did it really well. I haven't watched it in a long time, but it turns out it did really well. And Beef, outstanding directing. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, they also won for their roles and for writing. I'd have to, I'll have to, I'm looking through, but Steve Yoon, lead actor. Yeah, in an anthology series, yep. And then Ali Wong as well. And then Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series went to Beef. So they won quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, how how interesting Beef is. And, you know, the director actually said that it was – obviously he didn't do what what happens in that moment, but it was based on an actual thing that happened to him. This white SUV was screaming and yelling things at him, and he – he initially thought, I'm going to follow this person home, but didn't, obviously. They just ended up going in the same direction for several miles until he turned off in his own direction. But Lee Sung Jin said, like, that's on the drive while he was behind this guy. He was like, huh, what? Imagine someone did follow this guy home and it went all the way. You know, it it, it just had it, it, it got a life of its own. And that's where he started the idea to write the show. Yeah, dude, some of the, some of the great. Uh... We had some really heavy hitters this year, dude. It was really hard for me at the uh, end of year review. And it was definitely between Succession, Bear, uh, Beef. Like, between those, like, I was like, which were my three favorites? Uh, as well as, like, Ted Lasso and stuff. Uh, it was just really, really great years. Uh, great year for um, for shows uh, last year, in my opinion. I liked well, the them more Dahmer, than movies. The Dahmer Bio series got a lot of um, – it got a lot of nominations as well. And that was depressing as hell. To watch, but it was very well done. Uh, you know, kind of, yeah, I know, yeah, great acting too by him. Um, one that I was excited to see that it got nominated but didn't win. I knew it wasn't going to win. There's no way it was going to win. Um, just compared to what it was, <laughs> it was going up against. Uh, it was a uh, Jerry Duty. Um, it was a, for a comedy series. It was definitely not going to win. It was the one where they uh, pretended to be. I recall, yeah. dude. It I got- love- huh? Okay. Yeah, for, for comedy series. Yeah. No kidding. Dude, it's it's it is great, dude. I'm telling you, man. It was uh, a very pleasant surprise when when I watched that show. 
I'm going to have to finish that show. I started it and never finished it, so I'm going to have to go back in and check that one out because, I mean, what a what a crazy premise for a show. At the end, I can't wait to see, like, what he says at the end. I'm sure it's just a delight to see his reaction at the end of that show. Do you know what? what's funny is, from what I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently they had started filming – with a different person, but they weren't really liking it how it was turning out. I guess the person was like super mean or something. I don't know, or rude. I don't know. Or maybe just not really talkative. So they had to redo it all over again with a different person. And that's when they found him. And he was just, again, a lot of the lines that they had, they're like, if he doesn't do this, then you can't say this line. Like they have like kind of a, like not a script, but like, this is kind of where we want to steer the conversation. Narrative. Yeah. Narrative. Yeah, so and uh, the act the actors like in behind the scenes they're like, and they they didn't mention it at the end they're like yeah it's crazy like how he um kind of like it, it's crazy like if he brings this narrative up and he he always did <laughs> like it, it just kind of tied into it and it was like oh perfect um it was just that funny like, they they had to look for a certain type of personality I guess yeah yeah definitely and he just kind of fit this description nice guy. Um, what they do for him at the end is very awesome too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, well, I, I guess I could just tell you because you know what happens at the end. So they tell him at the end what happens, and uh, I think they give him a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand. I can't remember. It was like, hey, this is a show, by the way. We these are all paid actors, but you're the main star of the show. So you know they 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 gave him money for that too. So. Oh my God! Don't tell me how he reacts because that's what yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, cool. So overall, I feel like the Emmys. I guess maybe uh, I, I'd have to see how you feel, but the Emmys not only got the winners right, but they got the nominations at the very least as well. Pretty on the spot. I mean, outstanding drama series was Succession and or Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of Dragon, Last of Us. Uh, White Lotus and Yellow Jackets, all shows I always hear good things about. Like, that's what you want to see. Comedy series, The Bear, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Jury Duty, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso and Wednesday, all good shows. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are shows that people are actually watching, that people are actively engaging with. Uh, this is what I hope the Oscars can learn a little bit from, right? Uh I, I feel like the Emmys can recognize what's good in the industry, no matter where it's coming from. Yep. Um, another one, I just want to give uh, some shout outs to some other ones. Um, Andor got nominated for writing in a drama series. Andor, Andor. Is probably some of the best uh, writing in a Star Wars series in general. So if you guys haven't seen Andor, if you guys aren't liking like the, uh, oh, they're doing a lot of callbacks and stuff like that. So I'm not really liking that. The story is kind of blah. The plot is blah. Watch Andor. It doesn't even feel like Star Wars. It just feels like, uh, it's just amazing. I, again, I know I, I had talked about it. So shout out to that. And also, um, Better Call Saul finally ended. Um, I still need to finish watching that. I, I think I watched season one and two. And I hear it gets really good at season three. Um, nominated for over 55 Emmys during its run. Didn't win anything. Um, what? Yeah, didn't win any during its run for the end wow. uh, season one through six, and it's a great show from what I hear. Um, just not which the is best. crazy because uh, 
it's spinoffs, right? The, it's, it's a spinoff from Breaking Bad that won almost everything when it was nominated. But uh, it kind of just goes to show like what, um, you know, writing and stuff and other shows are are being put out there and the product. Um, I'm just really liking the, sh <laughs> the shows right now, dude. Um, everything that I'm watching. And uh, again, if you guys recommend anything that I should watch, let me know. Um, but yeah, everything that I see here in the Emmys, I'm like, I've watched that, watch that, watch that. I agree. I agree with all that would have been nice to see this one, but I understand why this one won. I don't know. That's yeah. just how I feel. You know, I mean, the Emmys have like the hype of the Oscars now, right? Uh, more than one person has said this. And I, I totally agree that it used to be that the Emmys played it safe and television was very much based on what the most people are going to watch, right? How many people are going to tune into this show? Ratings. And films were a lot more about uh, authorship, right? Like what you could do with it, be an auteur with your film and do something, do whatever you want with it. And then there was a turn in the 2000s where that was no longer the case. And they started going into blockbusters for film only and tentpole films, things that were safe. And then you see television starting to take chances, go with uh, auteurs. And a lot of that came from... Uh, Obviously, The Sopranos, right? The Sopranos was the one. It was the it was the start. But HBO in general, just coming out with all these shows, and I, I feel like this is what we get to see now, right? The Emmys has all of these shows that we enjoy, that actually make sense to 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 see get nominated and get the wins, like Succession getting getting Best Drama Series. I get it. It wasn't my personal favorite, but I understand why it won. Exactly. Um, which one would you have given it to? If I have to go check the nominations right now, Outstanding Drama Series, out of those, I mean, I guess I'm being biased as hell, but I would have given it to Last of Us or, dare I say, Andor? Yeah, I would, I would give yeah, it to one of those. Like, it was that good. Andor was that good. Last of Us was that good. Uh, they just had a little more sci-fi to them than Succession did. Succession was a little more traditional in terms of what wins. Uh, but yeah, yeah, those would be the ones. I thought they were outstanding. I haven't seen White Lotus and Yellow Jackets, just to be clear. But uh, those would be the two that I would put my put my hat in the ring for. House of Dragon, not this season. It was good, but not that good. So that, that's where I would leave that. Um, Jamie has seen the White Lotus. She she really liked it, but I think she would probably agree. Maybe Succession probably better. Uh, for me, definitely I would. I I know Andrew's not gonna win that. There's no way. Like, just I I would love to have seen it win, and I would be like, hell yeah, definitely. But I don't think anyone else would be like, no, yeah, this 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 should win. Um, you're right. Probably not House of Dragon this season one. Uh, maybe season two. We'll see. Um, again, Better Call Saul, I heard it was fucking phenomenal. So, but yeah, maybe Last of Us. I could see that. Yeah, Last of Us had a very strong showing for its for its initial season. Like everything it did, it, it worked. It worked. It was very much like the game, but it, it worked pretty well. Um, that's it for me, Jason. I, I will say, I guess throw in uh, Abbott Elementary did win uh, I think comedy series, no, not comedy series, uh, lead actress in a comedy series. If you haven't checked it out and you liked The Office, you liked Parks and Rec, 
Check out Abbott Elementary. I like one of those shows. Parks and Rec? Yeah. You don't Office like the Office? The Office is good. It's just, um, I think it kind of falls off of some episodes for me personally. Sure, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched both. I enjoyed both. And I do like Abbott Elementary. It's very much the same style, uh, comedy documentary type of thing. Uh, but that's it for me. What about you, Jason? That's it, man. That's it. Um, getting excited. Uh, some stuff that's coming out. We got uh, basketball tournaments coming up soon. You know, a lot, a lot of basketball going on right now. So I'm excited for that. Uh, that that's pretty much it for me. Thank you guys for listening and uh, tune in next week, right? Next week. All right. <laughs> uh, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pond.